You are listening to Speak On It with Who You With, Kirk Dog. I'm Elm, Who You With, Kirk Dog. Miss Risky is in the house. We've talked about Cal uh, uh, Rittenhouse case. Well, no, we haven't. We ain't talked about that one yet. I just lied. We talked about um, uh, Amart Arbery case with the attorney saying uh, he didn't want any more black pastors in there. And then... Um, I felt like he was intimidated by the president of Reverend Al Sharpton. Then we also talked about um, uh, Kevin. No, no, I'm lying. <laughs> uh, I'm having to close my page earlier. Uh, Scott Scott Furlam. I talked about him. He was sentenced to 41 months in prison for his action and the January 6th attack on Capitol Hill and uh, Kevin um, uh, Golf. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, he's the he's the attorney in the uh, Ahmaud Arbery case that said uh, the president of Reverend Al Sharpton is intimidated. So now we're going to move on to um, what Gabe came in for. He won't want to hear us talk about his BFF, uh, Cal Rittenhouse. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Cal Rittenhouse case. I I don't know. I, I'm going to still say the internet never lost the case. It's undefeated. Because did you see that video when they had him trying to cry and then they... <laughs> They put some talking behind it. I'm like, Lord. Yeah, somebody gave him an Oscar, and I was like, he ain't even worth the Oscar because not like the least of a leap of tears. Like, eyes aren't red, not one water, like, nothing. Just production. <laughs> it's like like those toddlers, like, they all, you try, trying to get them to bed, and they're like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> and then they basically fall out and feel no tears in their eyes, and then you Tell him, all right, you stay up five minutes, and then it just cuts off. Yeah, that's what he was doing. Cut it on, cut it off. But, but, but he never got any tears to come out. Now his mama did a good job, though. You know, you need to take a moment because I don't know what this is. These little spasms and like, I don't know what that is because it wasn't crying. And people are like, oh, the crocodile's here. It wasn't even that. I don't know what that was. He wasn't crying when he was at the bar drinking underage and high fiving. Throwing up game signs. Right. Like he was proud. And now all of a sudden, now he's remorseful. No. How about the t- how about the point of him um, actually um, uh, hitting a young lady when two young ladies were fighting? This was before the shooting. Two young ladies got into it. He came up and sucker punched one of the young ladies from behind. So that tells you a whole bunch about him. <clears throat> exactly. Uh, <laughs> is like, oh my gosh, like the fact that they're doing all the things to try to get him off 
any way they can. And I'm just like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of like these people committing these crimes unjustly and they're saying, Oh, but he was he was threatened. Oh my god. Well, first of all, he shouldn't have been there. And I blame his parents. Like he, he broke curfew and he had a weapon that wasn't his. And he went out there with the idea that he was gonna shoot some people. Yeah. Like, you don't need that, you know, and then all of a sudden and he kept saying he did not make plans to shoot anyone that night. That night. I'm like, what? Uh, that night? So you planned on shooting somebody, it just wasn't that night. They might need to check their weapons, see if they have any uh, unsolved murder that was killed <laughs> in that area. Because he could have did it as a game. So uh, Radio said every time the prosecution started tripping Kyle up on cross-examination, the judge kept intervening. That's because the judge want to see him off. That's why the judge made it plain as day. I have the last say in this trial. I have the last day. Well, not the last day, the last say. Hell, I tell you, I'm tired. Had the last say in this trial. Uh, Gabe said, oh, Lord. Rittenhouse went through a lot, but I'm not even sure if he was actually crying. Like, who knows? He wasn't crying. He was putting on a show. That's just like the video. <laughs> you go sit over there. And then he probably watched some, you know, telenovela and was like, all right, so I got to put on a show. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know, like, there's a way. Like, you know, like, don't do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that might. And, and it's like, who cares what his past is? Like, he did it. I mean, they don't care about anybody else who uh, shoots and kills somebody. And they're like, well, exactly it doesn't make a difference exactly when you grab a, a weapon and you pull that trigger you gotta realize it's gonna you're gonna hurt somebody and possibly kill them and that's what the uh, prosecutor kept saying yesterday so when he came towards you and you was on the ground and you had his had your weapon pointed at your at his chest. You didn't think it was gonna kill him. Right, like he was probably saying, 
Exactly. That's why he was yawning so much last week. He was still playing it. Exactly. The radio said, I think the lawyers, Jeffrey Tobin, put it best. Good news for Rittenhouse. Yes, he's not on trial for being an idiot. Well, that's true. Uh, and I don't I don't know why my system had really done something. Cause when I'm reading reading it on the stream on my monitor, it's small. Um then also um I'm trying to read because Gabe is all over the place. Um, <clears throat> I about it, but you have to think about this. Well, the thing is, it shows his character. It shows his character. The type of person he, he, he is, a violent person to come up and punch a woman in the face. A, a young girl in the face because she got into an argument with another young lady and he walk up behind and sucker punch her. It plays a part of his character. So, yeah, if it comes out, it plays a part of his character. Just like in the R. Kelly trial, they brought up all his past. It plays a part of his character, showing what he's all about. So, exactly. So, well, he is 18. Well, 18 or not, he never should have been there. He should have been at home with his mama. He was underage when he when he used his stimulus check to buy that weapon. Well, he said himself he didn't intend on killing nobody that night. That's what he said. And he said it several times. And he got caught in many lies yesterday throughout the trial. So he kept saying, I had no intention on killing anyone that night. That's That came out of his mouth. Now, and and to be honest with that statement I have up on there about the the judge is a uh, Democrat, I don't think he is. Um, it wouldn't even make a difference because it's not about Democrat or Republican. It's about getting justice for the family. And that's the problem that most people don't understand. Now and he's doing, you know, he, you know, killed this man that, you know, this innocent bystander, and he found out he was a, a, a alleged pedophile. That doesn't justify the shooting. Like, 
like putting their past on blast to justify Cal Tubman means nothing. That that doesn't come into play. This little seventeen-year-old boy with an assault rifle went out there and was trying to flex and got caught and shot and killed some people. Yeah. He didn't know their background. Like it doesn't matter. He killed two people. Like that's why we have the ju- uh, judicial judicial system for a reason. Like if they committed a crime, guess what? They go to jail, go to court, and they get judgment placed on them. Same thing for him. He's gonna have to uh, be, you know, uh, have a judgment placed on him. But there are processes in place. You can't just go out there willy nilly and taking the law into your own hands. Exactly. I can't just walk up to somebody. Well, I felt threatened. Well, all doesn't work like that for us. <laughs> like, you walk up on somebody too fast, you know, and, and that's a criminal offense. You're being aggressive. Threaten their lives. Dude, walking in my car, it's cold outside. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah, it's, um... I'm, while you was talking, I was trying to find out if this judge is a Democrat or... Uh, Republican. It doesn't matter. But also, also, uh, um, some of the comments he made doesn't sound right. So, uh, even about the lunch today, talking about, well, I hope they don't bring Chinese food, bringing them in on those ships out of out of um, China. So it, it, put like this, he sound racist. And that's the only way I can put it. He, he sound racist. Uh, so um, I'm quite sure it'll be more stuff come out in this whole trial. He said, I don't seem to remember he was a 17-year-old child. He shouldn't have been there in, in the first place. Um, there is another video. He was in the wrong facility. He was that violated the curfew. He was underage carrying a weapon. And his parents should have also been, you know, fined or something because they allowed him to go out with a weapon that wasn't his and be out past curfew. And that's why his best friend is on trial for purchasing that weapon for him. And then also, uh, technically, because the weapon was not in his name, even though he paid for it, he technically stole that weapon. He took it without their knowledge. Uh, Radio said there is another video that didn't make it in that show. In that shows Kyle committing a looting. Oh, at CVS Pharmacy, uh, saying he wished he had his AR so he could shoot them 13 days before the riot. Yeah. He was still in the wrong, and 
that's like me going on somebody's property and I have a you know trespassing order. I get injured. Well, you shouldn't have been. Exactly. I'm in the wrong because I shouldn't have been. I'm gonna get arrested. I'm gonna get detained. I shouldn't have been on that property and then I got hurt. Oh well. No power to you. He shouldn't have been there. He did all these things wrong, but now we're oh, but he was self-defense. He had a weapon. Exactly. He never should have been there. Right. Like self-defense on what? Like no, you're the threat, sir. You're a little kid with a big gun, flexing. And got scared when people actually, you know, challenged you. Like, you shouldn't have been there, little boy. Never should have been there. And, and start cleaning Bubba Ray's underwear. <laughs> Not Bubba Ray's. Yeah, Bubba Ray. You know, he's from Tennessee. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to clean Bubba Ray's underwear. You see that old street that is way deep down off in there that look gray? You got to clean those. You got to clean them good. <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, radio said that lots of teenagers do stupid things, but few kill two people and injure a third with a rifle. And and not only that, it came out they had went to um, they actually were shooting the rifles earlier that day. Now here's something else that need to be concerning too, because. The, the best friend testified that his uncle unlocked the gun case in case they needed some help that night. In case something happened where they came on his property or something, he unlocked the case. So I wouldn't be surprised if charges don't come with him opening up that gun case to give access to an underage minor. Yeah. Exactly. He stole he stole the gun without them knowing. Wouldn't have been that to say it. Yeah, he was a little boy. Thought he was a grown man. Yeah, apparently. Apparently, we received two phone calls. I believe it's Gabe, but I don't know for sure. Um, we're not going to be on here too much longer, uh, because I know, uh, we both have early morning. We got about 10 minutes left on the show, uh, and then we'll go from there. Hey, dog, Gabe, come in on your radio right now. Uh, they left a voicemail. I don't know who it is. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just trying to talk this. 
Oh, somebody else? I guess Houston is in the hot. We'll take one call. Hopefully ain't nobody crazy. Hold on. Speak on it. What's going on, Gabe? Hey, so I, I tried to reach you on my phone, but it wasn't going through, so I had to take alternative action. No, um, I had just said on the show that you probably was trying to reach out to me, but um, we uh, was in the middle of talking, so in the middle of a conversation, oh, we weren't finna, weren't finna uh, yeah, come. I couldn't comment either. You couldn't comment? What, online? Yeah, I wasn't. Maybe I was being too repetitive. No, if um, uh, you should be able to comment, but if you put in some vulgar language in there, it'll block you out. So, no, I wasn't. I was being respectful. Oh, okay. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, what's on your mind tonight, Gabe? No, I was just thinking, you know, about the whole written house case. I mean, how do you think the trial is going to go? I just want to know. Well, because of where the trial is, and because of the way that the judge is handling this trial, I feel like he's probably going to be found not guilty, not because he didn't do the killing, but because of the judge and his um, and his attitude toward the whole situation. Because if if to be honest, the way that the judge come across, he come across as if uh, this trial should never happen in the first place. So you don't feel that if someone's being threatened with their lives, you don't think that they have a right to defend themselves. I mean, no matter what the, let's, let's just disregard the circumstances real quick, because, you know, we both know, no one's denying that Rittenhouse probably shouldn't be here on account of his age, uh, on account of his location. Uh, uh, hold on, Gabe. Hold on, Gabe. I'm going to say it's not probably... He never should have been there. Okay. Well, that's, that's your opinion. He never should have been there. So let's say someone's getting threatened with their lives. Do they not have the right to use deadly force? It's a difference. A person can say anything, but if they're not having a weapon trying to kill you or are making threats with a weapon in a hand, no, you don't have the right to just shoot someone. And uh, you exactly. And I'm not able to hear her. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, but under the U.S. law, in the Constitution, if someone comes up to you in any way and threatens you in any way, and you have the right to stand your ground, you have the right to shoot them. Gage Grossowitz was the prime example of life-threatening. Those other two, Rosenbaum and the other guy, they were also threatening his life. But Gage Grosswitz actually held a gun to Rittenhouse's face. I don't know if you saw that. Okay. Gage Grosswitz, 
but, had, he had his hands in the air, and Rittenhouse said stop, and he stopped. Rittenhouse didn't shoot him, and then Gage dropped his gun down, advanced towards Rittenhouse, and pointed his gun at his face. And then, I mean, okay, okay, now, now, uh, Rittenhouse shot him in the arm. Even the attorney yesterday, he did it frame by frame with that particular incident you're talking about. Did it frame by frame, and it did not show uh, the guy pointing the gun at him. His hands was down, but Cal Rittenhouse. Right. Had the had the AR fifteen pointed at his chest. Right. And because Gage was running after him. Exactly. Okay. West Wisconsin is not a grand stand your ground state. Clearly had his gun pointed at his face whenever he dropped his hand. It was it was clear. There's videos and pictures. So who was actually being threatened? I mean, right before that, right before that, Rittenhouse was getting kicked in the head. And that was one. They're not protesters. They're rioters. They were burning down buildings. Yeah, but see, that was also one of the that was one of the things that that the prosecutor said yesterday. Said yep. because you had that AR fifteen, that guy could and you already shot somebody. The guy could have shot you from fifteen to twenty feet away. So why would he come up to your face and approach you? And he could have shot you several feet back. I'm, I'm having a hard time hearing you, Kurt Dog. I didn't catch that last part. Yep. We sure have. And a whole and a whole nother thing. For homicide or two different things. He's being charged with homicide on three counts. And being there, whether he was supposed to be there or not, is not considered in the case. That's not considered in the charges. What's considered is if he was threatened or not. And in all those cases that he took a shot, he was threatened. In one case, he was being chased. He told the guy to stop, pointed his gun at him. He didn't stop. In one case, he was having a skateboard hammered over his head. And in another case, he was having a pistol pointed at his head. So I don't understand how any of those cases you, you can argue that Rittenhouse was going out of his way to take a shot at this person. Or Rittenhouse wanted to kill people. 
And then... Exactly. He came out there with a weapon. No matter how you spin it, they were threatened. And, and, and the whole thing is, it's basically one of those situations where all of this could have been avoided if he stayed home. Could have, would have, should have. Yeah. And he said he, said he was part of a malicious group an armed malicious group that came to protect the city. It happened. It happened, and there's nothing that anyone can do about it now. Those people got killed. Gage got injured in the arm. There's nothing that can be done about it now other than determine the fact that, you know, was he in the right of shooting the person on the grounds of self-defense? That's the argument. And it's nothing more than that. That's what the prosecution's trying to argue against. And that's what the defense is trying to argue for. I mean, there's nothing else to that. Like, whether he should have been there or not is not an argument in the case at all. Because it's homicide. It's homicide. What's being being argued is self-defense. 